Welcome to the 52 Love Podcast, your show for 52 love lessons in 52 weeks. Before we dive in, remember you can find the video version of this episode on YouTube along with the rest of the series. And now here's your host, Ms. Tanya Todd. Hi, everyone. Thank you for joining us for the 52 Love Podcast. I'm your host, Tanya Todd. 52 Love began as a blog series, 52 Love Lessons in 52 Weeks. This year, we are exploring each of those tips with a new guest each week. This week's tip is to take a hot bath with your partner. And here to talk about it is my guest, Mia. Would you like to introduce yourself and tell us what you do? Yes. Thank you so much, Tanya, for having me. Um, I'm a romance author, and I love writing about love. Well, tell us about this week's tip. How did you how did you go about doing it? Did you do the hot bath or did you go the jacuzzi route? I went the hot bath and I kind of like sprang it on my husband. <laughs> and I was like, hey, we're doing a bubble bath tonight. So I lit candles all around the bathroom and I used aromatherapy, uh, bubble bath and got it all ready. And then we had a bath. And how did it go? It went really well. It was just nice. I mean, most of the time we just sat there and we talked, which is kind of like a nice way of just slowing down. We have two kids, so Mm -hmm. um, life moves really fast between his work and my writing and the kids and their schedules. Uh, It's just nice to sit still for a minute and just enjoy each other's company. Yeah, that's an unexpected benefit of the bath. (laughs) You think the bath is going to be the great part, but it's also the time together and (laughs) the focused attention. Yes, exactly that. How did you go about choosing your ambiance? Did you do music? How did you select your candles and your aromatherapy? What scents did you use? Um, I I think the theme for me was relaxation. So if we're going to do this, yes, we want to be romantic, but also to feel relaxed and just slow down. So I chose a eucalyptus spearmint Mm -hmm. (laughs) for Bath and Body Works. And um, I had the bubble bath that matched the same scent. And then I had little, uh, maybe like five little candles that I put around the tub just to make us feel relaxed. And did you do any music? Oh, I did. I had music. (laughs) I have a playlist that's just kind of like it. um, The playlist name is Mellow Moods. So I put that on and it's a little bit of R&B, some soulful like her. I love her. And um, just kind of um, just a mix and it just plays. And what was his response? I mean, he, he was surprised because, like I said, I didn't tell him in advance that we were doing yeah. it. So I'm like, hey, spur of the moment. Let's just do this. Let's be spontaneous. Let's enjoy each other's company. And so he was like, all right, well, give me a few minutes to, to join you. And uh, we had a good time. How long before the water was too cold? <laughs> oh, I know. Um, well, we just added a little more hot water. Yeah. You just keep adding hot water until... <laughs> the bubbles are gone and your fingers right. are kind of pruny. Had you guys ever done anything like this? We have. Um, I love bubble baths, so I buy bath bombs all the time mm-hmm. and just mostly it for me, <laughs> which is so bad. But it's for me so that I can just, I like That's to That's not read bad. Self-care is very important. It is. I mean, it just feels like, why don't I think about doing it with my husband more is what I'm saying. Because most of the time I'm just thinking about myself winding down and Mm -hmm. de-stressing, give me a good book and some bubble baths or a bubble bath with um, a bath bomb and just 
kind of just relax and enjoy myself. But this was an opportunity to include my husband. So that mm-hmm. was nice. Is he a bubble bath person? No, he no. is um, <laughs> three times a day shower um, <laughs> and just in and out. In and out, really get fast. it done. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Well, it was nice that he took the time to unwind with you then. Yeah, I mean, he he lo- he's like he loves video games, so he's a gamer, and so and these is that are his, his headset? Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yes. I wanted to get a good sound for you, so I found these headphones, but they're his, and he's a gamer, so he sits on there playing all kinds of like Call of Duty, uh, Final Fantasy, all that kind of stuff. I don't really do it. I prefer Animal Crossing myself, but um... <laughs> that's addictive, though. <laughs> it is surprising, just decorating an island but it is so right. fun and addictive i'm fishing today oh i'm pulling weeds <laughs> <laughs> you know yes <laughs> well it's important to have different ways to unwind and i'm glad that the two of you enjoyed yourselves together yes it do was you a, have any characters who do bubble baths let me think i have not i've had shower scenes I don't think I've had yeah, those are a little bath. steamier, huh? <laughs> yes, they are because you've got more room to move around. But yes. um, I'm thinking maybe a bubble bath might be a nice way to just get the characters a chance to to talk and yeah. unwind together. And maybe a little sensual play. Exactly. Before the yeah. hot steamy shower. <laughs> <laughs> well, make exactly. sure you talk your your husband into helping you with some research if you, you need to explore that a little Absolutely. <laughs> he's there for (laughs) he's here for the research he's always here for the research so you do utilize that (laughs) it's a built-in i need to know how this would work (laughs) (laughs) exactly why i'm still trying to convince him to read the books with me or let me read them to him or something to me that would be so romantic that's one of the tips is to read books to your partner exactly i keep telling him that it's foreplay and it's sweet and it's a way to bond but I don't think he sees it that way. Well, you'll just have to, you know, surprise him with it. <laughs> like <laughs> exactly. you did with the bubble bath. Exactly. <laughs> so tell me about your writing journey. What brought you into the world of being an author, period? And then, you know, you already said that you love you love, love. Yes. So tell us how you made that transition as well. Oh, absolutely. Uh, I started with poetry in college and I wrote a couple poetry books and then I had kids. And so I thought, Hey, let me try a children's book. I wrote a okay. children's book, <laughs> but it wasn't the stuff that I was reading. And I wanted, I had story ideas just coming out of me from everywhere. Mm-hmm. I had a notepad full of ideas of stories and happily ever afters that I wanted to write. And so then I started that. I think I think I started my journey maybe 2009 in romance and it's pretty addictive because I love that the one guarantee for a romance is that you're going to get a happily ever after at the end. And uh, you have people who are naysayers or who don't enjoy it, but I particularly do because it's something positive in this world. It's two people that I write. Some people (laughs) do more than two people, Mm -hmm. but, um, and you know, I don't yuck anyone's yum. But it's two people who are finding joy and love and partnership and they're honoring each other. And there's so many different types of characters. There's so many ways um, that they come together Mm -hmm. and they can start from any 
have any starting point. So you got people who are enemies, you've got fake relationships, somebody's sisters, brother, <laughs> all kinds of things that can be the starting point. Um, and it's a, a common thread as a, in the human race, basically, of people finding joy and in, in another person. And I'm drawn to it. What's your favorite romance trope? Enemies to lover, definitely. <laughs> and have I you mean, written that? I have written enemies to lovers. Um, I, I'm pretty, I'm pretty um, addicted to <laughs> enemies to lovers. I just love the fact that you have these two people who are just dead set that they do not care for this other person. They dislike them. They dis they loathe them. Whatever it is, for whatever reason, and then they come to realize, wait a minute. Uh, maybe I don't hate this person. Maybe I have judged this person wrong or I saw him in the wrong light or her in the wrong light. And there's more to the person than what I initially thought. And then they find joy together and love and they bond over whatever it is. Mm -hmm. Maybe this passion I'm feeling for this person <laughs> is not hate. <laughs> exactly. Um, well, that's I love um, the hating game because she says in this, or Sally Thorne in this book says basically that love and hate are felt in the same, in the same weight. And mm. so you can confuse those two things. Yeah, there's a fine line. Mm -hmm. So which of your books are enemies to lovers for those who want to, you know, rush out and buy them right now? <laughs> um, there's always like a small thread of it, even if it doesn't last, but mixed signals is, um, Part of the All Mixed Up series, that one is the first one. That one is Enemies to Lovers. Um, I also have Mingle All the Way, which is a Christmas novella. That one starts out with them thinking that they hate each other, but they don't actually. Um, I also have The Trouble with Neighbors that I'm writing right now, and they totally dislike each other based off of a bad Im first impression, bad first mm -hmm. impression, uh, and it turns into more. <laughs> And then Monopolov, which is going to come out in 2023 with Julie Publishing. That one's also Enemies to Lovers. Such cute titles, too. Yeah, I love a little good play on words. <laughs> Do you ever have trouble saying them yourself? Because Monopolov, like, that's really cool, but it would be hard to get over <laughs> what you're used to saying at first. <laughs> exactly. You want to say Monopoly so bad, but I mean, that one, I love that whole series that is coming out. Um, it's so freaking cute. How many series do you have? I have one, two series that are written, two additional series that are in progress. Um, in February, I'm releasing one that is the start of a new series, too. Um, it's the Friendship Contract. I haven't actually revealed that to people yet, but I'm planning to do a title and blurb reveal on Monday. Um, but the Friendship Contract is, that one's Friends to Lovers, but it's a new series coming out. Well, that's very exciting. Congratulations. Yeah, thank you. How do you go about deciding which ones are going to be series versus standalone books? Well, it's it kind of just depends on the secondary characters, really, for me. Because if I love these other people who are the best friend or somebody's mm -hmm. mother or sister, brother, <laughs> then, you know, you kind of fall in love with the whole world and you want to know their story too. So the curiosity kind of sneaks in there and then you think, okay, well, maybe I'll write this person's series or, or story. So to be clear, these are, this is a series as in new character, new lead characters, not a serial where you continue with the same characters throughout each book. That's correct. 
all of my series are are this way yeah i don't do one where it continues with the same couple although you do learn what's happening with that couple yeah in the following books they make cameos or at least cameo references (laughs) yeah (laughs) what are some of your favorite series to read Ooh, what's funny is most of the ones that i read are standalones (laughs) but i do love like i love the ones that have these illustrated covers, I'm obsessed with them. Mm-hmm. Um, if I'm in a bookstore, I tend to just gravitate toward them. And I'm like, ooh, well, what is this? Um, loving Tessa Bailey's. Um, she has, hers is a series, yes. I've read at least six of hers. I'm reading Sally Thorne. Uh, I just got started with some Katie Roberts. She's got um, Desperate Measures. Um, I've been all over the place because I'm a mood reader. Mm-hmm. So I, whatever I'm in the mood for, that kind of sets the the, t- the tone for what I'm going to read next. For instance, for the fall, when around Halloween, I was just reading mystery thrillers, horrors left and right because I was in the mood for it. It just yeah. felt kind of like an eerie, you know, windy and fall type mood. So that's what I wanted to read. With some, I don't like the... Um, pumpkin spice latte but I did like the peppermint mocha so (laughs) add that with a good book or a glass of wine and I'm in the mood to read right now I'm reading Christmas romance or holiday romances because it's time for that right it it just feels like the time I go with the mood do you ever watch Hallmark movies that are based on those types of books? Yes, I do. Hallmark, we got Hulu, Hulu holidays, Netflix has holiday movies. Uh, I don't discriminate. If it's a good holiday movie, I'll watch it. Do you have any aspirations for any of your books to become one of those movies? Absolutely. <laughs> Absolutely. I have, th- I love writing holiday romance. And so I have three holiday novellas that I would love to see turned into film or a, a show like a, a series or something. Mm-hmm. That would be awesome. Um, I hope that my Love and Games, which Monopoly Love is the first one, I hope that will be a se- uh, something. I, I really am hoping for like Hallmark or Netflix or something like that, but we shall see. These are all goals that will just stay there until <laughs> until they happen. Now, do you name your books before you start writing the story? Or is it something that comes to you after the story is in progress? Well, I do have a, on my notes app, <laughs> which is like my lifeline. I have maybe a hundred titles that inspire me. So the title kind of gives me inspiration. So I get excited once I have a title for it. It's like, oh, well, I got a title. So now I got to write it. So (laughs) So I have a whole lot that are just waiting for me to get the time to to write them. And I ask that because you have these clever titles and then you have a series based on the, you know, you just said the games. Like, yeah, how, you couldn't just come up with that after the fact. <laughs> that felt like a plan. No, I had that before <laughs> anything. It was definitely part of the plan. When I get ready to do a series, I do a total deep dive for it. Mm-hmm. What is this? What's the genre? What are the word counts going to be? What are the titles? Who are the people that are in the series? Where is it going to be set? Uh, what type of scenes do I want to have? What kind of tone do I want it to be? All that kind of stuff I do beforehand. And then I start to write. Now, when you say what are the genres, are you are you talking about subgenres within romance or do you write outside of romance as well? I do. I well, I am both both to both questions. <laughs> <laughs> I was, the answer is yes. <laughs> I got jumbled up because 
the answer is yes to both <laughs> questions. I mostly write um, under the sub subgenres of romance, but I do want to write outside of romance. I have aspirations <laughs> to do a horror. Um, I, I'm such an extreme person. For me, it's either happily ever after or horror. Or everybody <laughs> dies. <laughs> yeah, so I love horror movies. I love all the mystery suspense. That's my thing too. So I'm. I'm or not you do a vampire one. story and everybody dies and they live happily ever after. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I like slasher films. So and yeah. just give me all the intensity of of like a good whodunit, and I'm oh I'm in for it all the way. So um, I want to write something like Final Girls or. Um, which is by Riley Sager, is a book. And I want to write something that's just really high suspense, uh, not like along the lines of Gone Girl, but in that genre. Mm -hmm. And then what about the subgenres? Which subgenres do you, do you tend to write in? Mostly rom-com for romance, mm -hmm. because I, I want to laugh and I want to have fun and I want the characters to have to go through things. Um, and I want to just have fun because, I mean, there are some romances that are so heavy, not that they're not good. When I'm in the mood for that, that's what I will read. But mm -hmm. it's not what I can write that I've experienced. So that's part of the process, too, is knowing what you can do, what you're able to do well, and what you are not. Right. And so that's not something that I can do well, although I enjoy reading it when I'm in the mood for it. And then tell me about your publishing journey, because that's a lot of books and stories that you put out there. What what was your path to publication like? Well, I mean, <laughs> when you're uh, writing, it is such a journey and it's windy. It is not a straight path. Right. That for me, <laughs> I should say. It's learning, constant learning. It is knowing resources and finding like-minded folks mm -hmm. to to immerse yourself in their journey too and go through it together that is what i found works the best for me and i recommend it um because like i thought i was going it alone and when i wrote my first romance i was mostly just looking online and seeing what type of resources were available that kind of thing mm -hmm. but i didn't have they used to call it like a tribe but your your people basically mm -hmm. um it's other authors. And that is one of the things that's beautiful about Romance Landia is that there's so many authors who are in different phases of their journey from like a newbie all the way to like a New York Times bestseller. And they're just willing and able to help you along the way or tell you about their journey or how they did things or what they recommend and that kind of stuff. I find that that is so helpful talking to other authors and understanding what is out there what and what works for them may not work for me right I, I, that's another part of it is you you listen you find out the resources you take what works and then you throw the rest out because what works for one person doesn't always work for the other right but um yeah but my journey is very it's winding <laughs> um at first i was writing all over the place like i said children's poetry romance horror and it's just like I didn't have a brand at first. And yeah. now I realized in order to build a following or build a readership, I had to be a person that they know what they're going to get, basically. What, mm -hmm. what, is, what are you consistently offering? 
And I offer happily ever afters with strong female protagonists and funny things that will make you laugh out loud. <laughs> um, stuff, books that you want to cozy up by the fireplace and mm -hmm. have a beverage of choice. You know, that's what I'm offering. And once I figured that out, it kind of um, created a path for me. The, the path became clearer. Um, I wasn't all over the map. I was realizing, okay, this is what I'm doing. And now I need to let folks know about that. There is a delicate balance between writing to brand and writing to the muse, isn't there? Absolutely. Absolutely. I have a pen name that is not <laughs> the sweet, sweet um, rom-com. I have a pen name, Emmeline Xanthi, and she writes um, short, steamy reads that are high heat. Yeah, I was just going to ask, what's your heat level in the stuff that you write? <laughs> <laughs> that one's extra high heat. So, um, but she's separate. Does your so. husband help you with research there too? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Yes, he does. <laughs> I really just need to know if this position is going to work. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, that's a built-in benefit of your husband. He gets to benefit from my research too. <laughs> Well, do you have any final takeaways about having a hot bath with your partner? Um, I would say that if anybody else was going to to do the bubble bath, the jacuzzi, whichever you choose, pick something that fits the mood you want to be in and then really be present. That's the most important thing. The bubbles are nice. The warmth in the water is great, but that all fizzles away or cools off. Um, and what you're left with is you and the person that you want to share that moment with and be present and talk about things that are important to the two of you. Or, you know, maybe some goals you want to set together or something you want to try together and have a good conversation and enjoy each other's company without distractions. I like this guest. I could have said that better myself. Thank you. <laughs> Well, tell everyone who is watching and listening how they can find out more about you and where they can find you on social media and how to find your books. Absolutely. My website is MiaHeinzelman.com. I'm also on Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram at Mia Heinzelman Author on Twitter and Instagram and Facebook. Yes, all the same. It's all the same on all of them. And I'm also on TikTok. <laughs> I'm still experimenting there because I'm not that hot at it yet. But um, I'm trying it out and it's fun. And my kids try to help me out. So <laughs> it's like family time. Um, on BookBub, also Mia Heinzman author. I'm on Amazon and Goodreads, also Mia Heinzman author. Um, pretty much everywhere. But I hang out the most on Twitter and Instagram. Um, so yeah, I would love to, to have you. So for those who are listening and not watching, please spell Heinzelman. <laughs> oh, I know. <laughs> I told my husband, I must really love you because that name is long in German and it's really hard to spell. And he it's said, Yavol. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Oh, I, I'll tell you again about this story when we went to Germany. But uh, the last name is Heinzelman, H-E-I-N-T-Z-E-L-M-A-N. Well, and, um, are, are, are you just going to tease the audience with your oh, okay. story? <laughs> <laughs> well, we went to uh, Germany and the, we asked, what does Heinzelman mean? <laughs> we really just wanted to, to know 
from someone in Germany, what does the uh-huh. name mean there? Because, I mean, you can always Google it and it's like, oh, they'll give you like a definition, but, you know, it's, it's different when you're in the place. Mm-hmm. And they laughed really hard at us. <laughs> <laughs> with oh, no. big, like throaty laughs and it was funny and they said um the Heinzel Minchin is like a fairy tales like story there about these little garden gnomes who go into the house and clean your house <laughs> and I was like what does that even mean and and they were like, where can I get some? <laughs> can I like get a whole little army of Heinzel Minchin who are just gonna come and clean my house for me? I would love it. But um yeah, we laughed really hard. Turn and we watched the video. You should Google that, but the Heinzel Minchin are these funny little gnomes. And I don't think my husband is one because he does not clean. So that's that. <laughs> well, maybe you made some together, right? Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, I don't know how old your children are yet. If they're old enough to help you with that, they are. They're just taken after their dad. They (laughs) like to, you know, look at Roblox and Minecraft all day, and they don't even love Animal Crossing with me anymore, which is sad. So it's now my game. (laughs) (laughs) Well, thank you for joining me for this episode and sharing your experience and your stories with us. I look forward to reading more of your work. And thank Thank you, everyone, for watching and listening. If you enjoyed this episode, please give me some love in the comments, like, share, and subscribe. And until next time, remember to treat love as a verb.